Hey, I, I want to go ahead and make uh, two announcements, but before I do, let's honor those who are new with us today. Let's clap our hands and honor them for their presence. <clears throat> Thank you all so much. If you are new here, uh, we are honored to have you, and we are blessed, and we're grateful that you're here with us. And uh, so I'm going to go ahead and make two announcements now. Y'all got to be, you know, y'all got to be awake now. This is the, the 11 o'clock crowd. Uh, the 9.30, they come in here, they're ready to go. So y'all ready? Y'all came hungry? All right, good, good. Y'all look good. Thank you, thank you. That's why, that's why I tell you you look good, so I can get it back. <laughs> so two announcements here. Um, we are on Father's Day, June 16th. We will be in Redland Middle School. Uh, we're moving there for the summer months. Um, this is our third summer in a row. Um, meeting in Redland. Uh, they're going to be doing some renovation and painting here, and so we want to give them that space here at Shady Grove. So we will be at Redland. Uh, that's also, uh, we're going to hang out with Dad on that day, and so um, Dad's dads, come on to church. Bring your father to church. Um, we have something lined up for him, um, and so yeah, yeah, let's, let's get there. June 16th, I think until about the end of August, we will be back here at the top of September as we head into our three-year anniversary in October. We can celebrate that. And um, time flies, and it's going to be a beautiful time. And so, yeah, our next announcement is High Word Wednesday. High Word Wednesday. Um, We're going to be getting together um, off-site here at a location to get into the Word of God. And so we're just going to be diving in verse by verse, what you would call expository studying, verse by verse. We're not going to skip the heart stuff, just going to explain it and have God speak to our hearts. And uh, this is the summer of growth, right? So if you're going to grow, um, my encouragement to you is to prioritize growth, prioritize it. Um, So High Word Wednesday will last for about 12 weeks. It is not uh, an exchange for your light group. Uh, our light group semester is six weeks. And so um, get to light group, get to high work Wednesday. Let's grow. Let's gain clarity. Let's get some wisdom. Let's get filled up as we head into the fall and winter months this year. And so um, one of the best ways to grow is to, is to really just dive into the word of God and allow it to to change you and to inform you, to inspire you, to correct you. And so it's going to be a great time. You can register uh, on our, um, I think, what is it, the Planning Center app, babe? Church Center app. Um, upload Church Center, Highlight Church. You can register. We want to know the number so we'll, we can know where to meet. I think if we get like 60 or 70 people, we may have to change this first location that we have. So go on there and register. I know it's already filling up. And I'm telling you, 12 weeks straight, be there. And um, I think that this message is going to help encourage that. So um, would you agree? Yeah. Yeah. All right, cool. And so uh, let's go ahead and dive into the word. I want to give us some context before we get into um, the verses that we're going to read. And so just to start us out here, and if you're taking notes, it's going to be advantageous. So um, we're going to enter in here. The the, year is about 63, 64 A.D. Jesus has since died, resurrected, and ascended into heaven. That's where he is right now. 
And so this is about 20 years or so after Christ's ascension. The church has been born. And so these are Hebrew Jewish Christians um, gathering within local churches around the Roman Empire. And uh, right now what's going on is, is that Christians are under persecution um, from religious Jews and the Roman Empire. So they're getting religious harassment and they're getting secular harassment. Um, and, and, and so the religious harassment is um, you have some Jewish believers who are still holding on to Judaism uh, or what you would call the old covenant, the covenant that Christ came to fulfill, saying, no, Jesus is not the way to God. He is not the way to get right with God. Come back to rituals. Come back to doing good works, and then you will get right with God. And so they're just saying, no, Jesus is not the way. The Roman Empire is just irritated by this Christian movement, and um, they're just seeking any chance they get to, to arrest and to accuse and so on and so forth. As a matter of fact, this is about two or three years before um, the emperor Nero persecutes Christians um, viciously. Uh, and, and he's going to blame them for this great fire that's going to take place in Rome. And then a lot of Christians are going to die. They're going to be murdered. Um, they're going to be used as torches for street lights at night. They're going to be thrown to lions. So this is about two years, two to three years before that. And so times are tough. Life is hard. They're following Jesus, but they have bills to pay. They have kids to raise. They have church people, <laughs> you know, beating them down. And they have the world, secular people, non-believers, beating them down. And so what's going on in context here is that um, many are leaving their faith in their relationship with Jesus. That's the first thing they're doing. They're saying this church thing is too hard. It's time to back on up and... Um, and, 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 and reconsider our weekends. Because if it's going to be this hard throughout the week, we, we may want to put some margin on our weekends to get away, to get some breath, to get some air, to, 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 to vacate a little bit, because Monday comes, and it's hard right now. And, 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 and so um, this series is called Let's Grow, and it's pretty much about growing in your faith, growing in your relationship with God. And um, typically, when you're following Jesus, what really ramps up in your life are, are trials and tribulations, hard times. And so many are falling into this temptation to not follow Jesus anymore. And in this time, it is very unpopular to follow the way, is what they would call uh, the church, is the way. Christians was actually a term that was very demeaning. It meant little Christ. And so we've just owned that term over the millennia, but it, originally Christianity was called the way because Jesus says, I am the way, the truth, the life. Um, you can only get to the Father by me. I am the way. And so I want you to write this down, and that's context. Go ahead and write this down. Rather, good, bad, or indifferent. The solution to every, because you do have good problems, the solution to every problem in your life is growth. All right, we're going to get good. It's growth. Every emotional problem, every spiritual problem, every mental problem, every relational problem, every financial problem, the solution to every problem is growth in your faith in God. It's growth. 
is growth. And, and what we tend to do is we tend to want to grow our, our bank account. We tend to want to grow our status. None of those things are inherently bad or evil. God is all for that. God wants you to be blessed. God wants you to have margin in your finances. He wants you to have great people to hang around. But what we tend to do is we tend to say, all right, God, I'm going to put you to the side and I need to prioritize this. But the problem is, is that these things are conditional. You can get sick. The team you depend on can say bye. You can get injured. Um, things can change. The economy can change. And that stuff bottoms out. It falls out. But one thing that will never fall out in your life is the love of God and the faithfulness of God. And so what needs to happen is, is that as long as I have Jesus, as long as I have Jesus, and this is what we've come to find out, all the other stuff will come. Take everything else away. Give me Jesus and he will add the stuff. And, and, and so what, what the encouragement is here is, is, to, is to grow. And, and so growth. And, and let me give you this. Write this down. You ensure or, or you lock in growth in your faith through application and participation. So if, if, if the solution to every problem in my life is growth, I want to I lock in on growth. How do I lock in on growth? I apply what I learn. I, I, I put feet to my faith. I participate in, in what God is doing in his local church. And so as you can see in context, because we're not just going to open up one verse and preach it to you, in context they're falling away. And, and I just, I don't get it. Like, when, when stuff hits the fan, the first thing we do is we, we fall away from our, our faith community. We fall away from the word. We fall away from worship as if that's the answer. <laughs> and, and let me just put it to you like this. You're going to have problems either way, whether you're in God or outside of God. You're gonna, so you might as well just get with God and grow and get some supernatural on your side. It, it might just help out a little bit. So. Uh, here it is. Write this down. Participation must become a non-negotiable if you're going to grow. Participation must become a non-negotiable if you're going to grow. So they were falling away, and I missed this point. Lord, forgive me. I hit it in the first one. The flow was a little bit tighter. They're falling away in exchange for routine and comfort. That, that, that's, the, that's the times we're in right now. I, I might go to church. I might, I might read the word. If you are a non-believer, agnostic, atheist, this is, this is not for you. Don't be condemned. You know, God loves you. If you're a believer, this is for you. <laughs> and, and so be encouraged. I want to talk about being rooted in participation. Let, let's grow. Uh, we're going to go to Hebrews 5 now. And we're going to start at verse, I think my production team done messed with my Bible. I'm always messing with my teams. Give it up for production, everybody. Praise God. Hey, man, how about Baptism Sunday last week? Amazing. Six baptisms, two spontaneous. Come on, celebrate that. Wake up, wake up, wake up, wake up. It's, it's 11.44 a.m. Wake up. 
Who says that? 1144. And uh, teenagers getting baptized. There's only one teen, but teenagers getting baptized. Give it up for Chuka. Young people. I love young people. I love young. I, lo- I love everyone. I love, love young people. And then, yeah, yeah, my girl. And then Memorial Day hangs. Let's give it up for God. Did you have a good time? Good old time. They couldn't catch me out there, boy. They ain't know I was a Heisman. They ain't know I was a Heisman, Chuka. Chris over there throwing interceptions and slipping. Hebrews 11, 5-11. Yeah, with you out the game. When you was in, we was up by three touchdowns. Anyway, so Hebrews 5-11. There is much more. Here it is. I had to lighten y'all up before this. Y'all ready? <laughs> yeah, that is communication cues. Okay, so there is much more we, we would like to say about this. But it is difficult to explain, especially since you are spiritually dull and don't seem to listen. These are the pastors of leaders of the Christian Jews in in Jerusalem. And he says this, he says, you have been believers so long now that you ought to be teaching others. So there's this expectation from God that you should be growing. Even God expects us to grow. Instead, you need someone to teach you again the basic things about God's word. You are like babies who need milk and cannot eat solid food. For someone who lives on milk is still an infant and doesn't know how to do what is right. Solid food is for those who are mature and who through participating, through training, that's, that's action, have the skill to recognize the difference between right and wrong. And now, So he's not talking about sin, the right and wrong. He's talking about those who make the wise decisions to activate their faith. It is, it is not to your advantage to disactivate application, but to activate. And I put it to you like this. Like, so if you go to a job, they don't hire, hire, hire us because of what's on our resume. They hire us with an anticipation of our participation. And that's where the check comes from, the work. You see that? So the author of Hebrews is saying, by this time, you ought to be teachers. So by this time next year, some of us who claim to be followers of Christ ought to be teaching, ought to be encouraging, ought to be inspiring, ought to be opening up about our faith, not not stuck and, and waking up just life is hard and life is sucks. You have a lot to look forward to, and you ought to, you ought to grow. So... Uh, uh, Participation must become a non-negotiable. So this is what I want to do. I want to give us three non-negotiables of growth. Like, we're not, this is not an option. This is what I'm doing because I have to grow in my faith. You're not going to vacate me out of it. You're not going to say you can just miss that. Girl, don't worry about that. It's going to be there. No, bro. No, sis. This is a non-negotiable. So number one is, um, the first non-negotiable is to show up on Sunday to worship and receive. If you're going to grow, you've got to make that weekend worship experience a non-negotiable. 
I love this. This is the first century church. So this is right after Jesus left. This is 20 years prior. Acts chapter 2 says this. They worshiped together at the temple each day. Met in homes for the I'm sorry. No, no, no. Hebrews 10. I went to Acts 2. Hebrews 10. Sorry. Let us think of ways to motivate one another to acts of love and good works. And let us not neglect our meeting together. The word neglect there in the Greek, which this is the language it was translated from, means to let us not devalue coming together on the weekend. Let, let us not, I mean, put to, let us not think it a small thing, a thing that we should just shuffle. Another way you can build on top of this word neglect is, I, I love it, they explain it like, let us not put a blanket over it and put it to the corner. That, that's how more you build it out. And so the author is saying, let us not neglect, but, but, but let's think of ways to come together. And, and then he says this, which is something so interesting, because he hits on the majority mindset. And he says this, as some people do. But encourage one another, especially now that the day of his return is drawing near. Every day we wake up, we're getting closer and closer to the return of Jesus. And so the encouragement is let's get together to worship and to receive. Number one, worship. You know, when we're worshiping, when we're singing, your heart's being filled up. Freedom is happening in your soul. You may be new to church. You may be new to, new to faith. But you know that there's something different. There's something supernatural and miraculous that's going on during worship. God is strengthening your soul. Um, you're exalting him. You're putting him first. You're putting you last. And, and that's how you grow. That's how you become blessed. So let's, let us not, we need the worship. Uh, 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 we need to worship the Lord and let us receive. Receive. Receive what? The word of God. The word of God. There's actually a gift in the Bible, the gift of teaching. God has ordained, empowered, and gifted certain people to feed your soul with the word of God. And so when you make Sunday a negotiable or an option, you miss your, your weekly meal. And, and you go into the week um, emaciated. You go into the week not having the nutrients that you need to actually overcome that week. So I don't know about you, but I don't want to forfeit my three squares. I need to eat. There's also the office of the teacher. So the person actually is not just gifted, but this is what they do. And they're sent by God. Ephesians 4 says that they are the gift of Jesus to the church. They are sent by God to feed and empower you. So I don't want to make Sunday a negotiable because it's, it's part of my growth. So showing up to Sunday to worship and, and to get free and to receive perspective and to be strengthened as I head into Monday with my crazy boss and my crazy kids and, and my crazy assignments, I need to show up so that I can continue to grow. And so the second non-negotiable is to show up midweek to connect and grow, if you're taking notes. Show up midweek. Anyone want to grow? I'm getting a few blank stares. Right, we, can, we can send you to YouTube for a soundbite, but I, I want you to grow. I, I mean, I could, I, I could go back to Optimal Outlook, but I don't know if that grows you. That inspires you. It builds you up a little bit. But what's going to grow you is creating consistency in your soul. <laughs> we can clap that up. Because the name of the game today is, is this, 
I was on the job for six months. I was unhappy, so I left. I, I saved for two months. I did a little savings thing. I tithed. I saved for two months, $25, and I saw 50 in the account after two months. So I just, I wanted to go out. So I, give me that savings. We, we mm, rooted. Rooted. Consistency. Sundays and show up midweek to connect and grow. I love it. Acts 2, this is what I was saying earlier. They worship together at the temple each day. Watch, watch Luke. They met in homes for the Lord's Supper, that's communion, and they shared their meals with great joy and generosity. All the while praising God and enjoying the goodwill of all the people. Here it is again. And each day, the Lord added to their fellowship those who were being saved. I mean, people was being spouses. It was meeting breakthrough people who was going to give them jobs. It was meeting mechanics. People was going to fix their car for free. It was, it was meeting every, everyone. It was just everyone showing up. And so they worshiped at the temple each day. Back in this day, Christians would meet at Solomon's Colonnade at the temple every Saturday. And it was about 15 to 20,000 believers. And so when people say, I don't like megachurches, the first church was a megachurch. And so they had a leader, his name was Peter, and he would teach, and they would meet. And then outside of Saturday, they would meet each day in their groups. So Wednesday and Thursday, and they would come together to do what? Connect. Jesus said in John 13, 34 through 35, I give you a new commandment as my followers, love each other. What is he saying? He's saying build with each other. Build with each other. Number one, build relational equity. I got you, babe. Number two, build trust. Here's the blessing, and a lot of people missing it because they're getting tired. Number three, become transparent. Because the Bible says that we can go to God, build equity, build trust, become transparent. The Bible says that we can go to God and ask him, forgive us for our sins. I'm discouraged. Give me power. Give me. And he will do that in a moment in prayer. He'll forgive you. He'll give you encouragement. He'll, he'll, he'll do all that. But then the Bible says that in order to receive healing, we must confess to each other. Right, right, right. Girl, I'm discouraged. Man, I'm, I'm tired. Man, I'm still dealing with this secret sin, this addiction. I don't know what my purpose is. I don't know this. And so the Bible says go to each other and you will receive healing. Healing is a contact sport. So the reason why you got to make, make showing up to a midweek group a non-negotiable is because that's where the transformation is going to occur. We, we learn in rows, but we grow in circles. So you want to get to a group so you can grow. And then we said connect. So that's connect and grow. Grow in what? Your faith. So the Bible d- d- defines faith as um, the evidence of things unseen. So the fact that you have faith, if y'all, come on, stay with me today. The fact that you have faith actually means that it exists. You just don't have it yet. So the reason you need to make showing up to a midweek group a non-negotiable is because when my sisters say, oh, yeah, God gave me that breakthrough, that's the same breakthrough you were looking for. What happens is, oh, my God, my faith is built. Oh, you were healed? Oh, you, you got that breakthrough? Oh, you got that? Oh, my God, I can keep believing. Even though I don't have it, I will have it because he did it in your life. He's going to do it in my life. So I cannot make midweek a negotiable. 7 p.m. to 9 p.m., 
I'm going to group. Sunday, I'm going to church because I want to grow in my faith. And, and once again, we're going to verify this with Scripture so that you don't think it's man's idea. This is all God. They met each day, enjoying the joy of each other, the goodwill of all men. That's the blessing of God. That's the favor of God. That's the power of God. They made it a non-negotiable. And so the third non-negotiable is, is um, and so, you know, before I go on to that, High Work Wednesday, y'all. This is the perfect season. It's not an exchange for your group. Get to group. Get to High Work Wednesday. You're going to grow. We're going to get in the word and we're going to pray. And keep it simple. The third non-negotiable is this. I'm going to show up to serve and make a difference. See how that builds? Sunday, midweek. Then I'm not just sitting in the seat on Sunday. I'm going to I'm going to do something. And, 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 and so Jesus says this here, Matthew 20, 26. Watch the language NIV. Whoever wants to be great. Whoever I don't see greatnesses. Man, life is hard. Church, uh, I'm taking Sunday off. I'm going to Rehoboth Beach. Man, life is hard. I'm, uh, I'm missing next weekend, the week after. Whoever wants to be great. This is from the greatest man to ever live. You do understand this. <laughs> 33 years old. <laughs> How did he do it? And some, you know, we're. How did he do it? He served. And I'm, I'm, I'm source texting. I actually should have gave you the entire text. He said, for the son of man came not to be served, but to serve. So you have God in the flesh. Who, who when it was time to go to the cross, he pressed in to serving humanity. He didn't fall back. You, you, you remember the prayer, if you ever read it. Um, um, God, take this cup away from me, but not my will. Your will. You've called me to serve. And what I want to do is I want to see lives change. I want to see people in heaven. So I'm going to go to this cross and I'm going to serve humanity. He made serving a non-negotiable. Therefore, he became the greatest to ever live. So a lot of people want to know, what's my purpose? What's my calling? And I just really got some simple, uh, like Hebrews 5 said, foundational things. Just let, let's serve first. Let's get in the atmosphere of God. Let's not just come. Let's serve so, so God can say something. Wherever two or three are gathered in my name, there I am in the midst. So Jesus is like literally here right now. And he says, those who have ears to hear, let them hear. He wants to, I'm speaking, but he actually wants to sit right next to you and say something into your ear because he's present where his church is. I don't want to make his presence a negotiable in my life. So you can count me in every single Sunday. Work, you need to move. School, you need to move. Vacay, you need to move. I got to get to church. I got to grow. Take everything. Give me Jesus. And give me what he's building, his people. So I'm going to show up to make up to. So, so that's the motive, to make a difference. You go from sewing up to sitting down and worshiping, receiving. You go to your midweek. But now when, when it's Sunday, I know I just had a tough week, but someone needs a blessing. 
you, you at this time by now ought to be teachers of others. So when I show up as a greeter, I'm ready to, hey, how are you? You doing good? Can I, can I pray for you? Do you need something to drink? Oh, the bathroom's right there. Oh, kids, let me walk you back to kids. Oh, man, it's trash on the floor. Let me get trash. Oh, kids, check in or, or, or refresh. Or we're going to have a prayer team here soon. I'm just waiting to see where the spiritual maturity of our church is so I can train the prayer team to come up here and pray for people. Yeah. And so you're showing up to make a difference, and you have to make that a non-negotiable. The Bible talks about, um, the Bi- oh, I missed this verse last, uh, uh, last week. Um, t- um, it's not last week, last service. Titus 3.14, our people, oh, Jesus, must learn to do good by meeting the urgent needs of others. This is true following Jesus. Then they will not be. Unproductive. So, so just showing up to church is like a very small per- percentage of the pie of what helps you to grow. Right. It, 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 it's participating. And, and, and allow me to allow the Holy Spirit through me to push you. Yeah. That's one thing I love about the, the pastor I gave my life to Christ under. I, I was new to faith. It was 2006. But man, God just used him to preach the word and to preach truth. And, and we had one of two options. We could either lean into it or we could say this is too much. And, and, and for, for 13 years, personally, I've just chose to, to lean into it. And so what my pastor did, my, my first pastor back, back in Tallahassee, I was 19. What he did was he gave me a yellow broom. And for four years, watch this, every Tuesday and Sunday, Tuesday night Bible study was at 7 p.m. I would show up at 6 p.m. after class. I would rush over to the church, storefront church, and I would sweep the church and organize all 60 chairs by myself. Now wait. Stay till 9, 10, pick up. Yeah, I had to study. I had to, but it was a non-negotiable. And then Sunday, uh, we had church at 9. I would show up at 7 a.m. Sweet. Organize the chairs, organize the pamphlets. Just so. You say, well, you, you should do that. You're a pastor. I didn't want to be a pastor back then. I was, on the way to med- I, was, I was on the way to medical school. I love Jesus. I wanted to grow. One of the other things I did was um, the, the girl I was, you know, messing around with right before I got saved, I cut that off. We, we can't do this anymore. Got some kids. We we can't do this anymore. You get it. He was upset, but I wanted to grow. I needed to serve. She didn't want to serve. I have somewhere I'm trying to go in the Lord. I have things that only God can give me. You can give me some, but ain't it? Come on now. Only God can give me certain things. Vision and dreams and power and people and resource. You can give me something, but only certain things can come from God. So I got to make these things a non-negotiable. So when people start coming to you, you need a break. You need not to serve. You need to say, hey, bro, sis, read my lips. 
It is a non-negotiable. You need to tell them. And I'm going to show you why here in just a moment. The Bible talks about uh, different gifts. You know, so here at Highlight, we don't, we don't use the language membership. Um, I, I was not raised in the Baptist church, but I attended a Baptist church. And so they were big on membership. To me, that speaks of entitlement, right? Like, um, so you can, you can be driving down a mid-county highway um, on a Wednesday, he can tell a friend, oh, yeah, yeah, that's where my church meets on Sunday. But we haven't seen you in three months. You get it? So here we encourage participation. Right. Because when Jesus um, called the disciples and he said, hey, follow me. Um, the, one of the first things he said to the, to the fishermen, he said, I'm going to make you. And, and oh, Jesus. So that word is um, asa. The word there means that I'm going to take existing material and transform it into something. He said, I'm going to make you a fisher of men. I'm going to, I'm going to make you someone who is influential. <laughs> Can I bless you? Because you just think it's like we got to go and preach about Jesus at work. No, he's going to give you influence. You're going to be like top dog. That's what God wants to do. He's going to make you a fisher of men. And so when he called them to follow him, they were not following him to a lecture hall. He was about to do what? Put them to work. And so we, we don't say you're a member here. We say you are a participant in what God is doing through the people at this church. We exist to shine the light. So when you say, oh, I found the church, what you're saying is I found somewhere where I'm about to put in work. <laughs> is that good? 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 Because I want you to grow. And so the Bible talks about gifts of intercession. We encourage you to go to supersteps. Figure out your gifts. Don't just take those tests and leave and say, well, I got a gift of prayer. I don't know what it means. You need to seek that stuff out. You have a calling to pray for people. It talks about the gift of encouragement. You are an encouraging person. It talks about the gift of teaching. Maybe you can, you can teach our kids about the love of Jesus and talk to each other in between services about a verse you read this week. Pour into one another. Pour, this 40-minute, I can't do much here. I can only do what I can, but, but you have a gift to teach. There are many gifts to give. You have spiritual gifts, and so the reason God gives you those gifts is so that you can come into the body and invest those gifts into your local church. And so you want to make serving a non-negotiable. And so here I go. I want to bless you. Three benefits of being rooted in participation. Number one is this. Participation, if you're taking notes, honors God, and God honors participation. Yeah. And so the author continues, and he, he lightens up a little bit because he, 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 he is a minister. He's a father, a spiritual father. He said, let me not be too heavy. He said this. He said, dear friends, Hebrews 6, verse 9. Even though we are talking this way. <laughs> I love the Bible. It's so real. He said, we really don't believe it applies to you. And he says this, we are confident that you are meant for better things, things that come with following Jesus. Salvation. For God is not unjust. Here it is. Here's the key. He will not forget how hard you have worked for him. Here it is. Watch this. 
and how you have shown your love to him by caring for other believers as you still do. This tells me that God sees everything. And not only does he see, watch this, he takes a note. He takes note. And he doesn't take note to condemn you. He doesn't take note to, to, to harm you or to judge you. or to. He takes note to bless you. He wants to look over in heaven. Because there are two judgments, and we'll, we'll talk about the end times, and that, that's fun too. There are two judgments, actually. There's the judgment of the soul. Those who believe in Christ will go to heaven. Those who don't will end up in the lake of fire and brimstone. It's the scripture. It's not me. The second judgment, and the word is hard in our modern-day language, judgment, but the second judgment is actually a reward ceremony for the rewards you're going to get when you get into heaven. So, so, so I made Jesus Savior, but, man, it gets fun when God's like, all right, uh, Chris, come on up. Open up his vault. Come on, man, hurry up. Step on up, Chris. And you just see these things. But but even before heaven, there there are things that God wants to to honor. And he sees and he takes note. He knows that you're praying for something. He knows that you're believing for something. And he doesn't forget when we serve. And so participation honors God when I show up on a Sunday, when I show up midweek, when I show up to serve, it tells God that, Lord, I care about the things you care about. And and when God can decipher that, he begins to bless. He begins to bring people into your life, resources. He begins to speak to you, to clarify your calling, to clarify your purpose. He begins to give you wisdom as to who to avoid and who to connect with. Like, Like he begins to honor your process. The second thing here is, is that participation, here it is, is the key to growth. It is the key to growth. And so it says this here. <laughs> I love this. Verse 11. Our great desire is that you will keep on loving others as long. Watch this. Ooh, you see consistency there? You see, root it, root it, root it, as long as life lasts. In order to make certain, here it is, here it is, that what you hope for will come true. There are certain things that you're hoping for that man, nor money, nor career, nor your spouse can give you. It only comes from God. And there's a connection here that you will keep on participating, loving, sowing, pouring out your life into what God is building, the local church. And in time, you will receive what you hope for. Jesus said in Matthew 16, he said, "Um, I will build my church. He didn't say Amazon. He didn't say Apple. He didn't say the hospital because all that stuff is temporary. He said, I'm going to build my church. And so this is the thing. As you build God's house, God is going to build your house. And, and, and so it, it's the key to growth. And, and watch this. I didn't finish my verse. Then, who here it is. Then you will not become spiritually dull and, and different. 
and, and I'll just bless you with this. Participation keeps you sharp in your faith. What, what tends to happen, you need to write that down because I don't have it up there. Participation keeps you sharp in your relationship with God. What tends to happen is when we draw back, life will still tie you up. And you can't cut a thick rope with a dull knife. But when you're serving, here it is again, participation, write this down, keeps you free. Ooh. Ooh. So that you won't grow dull and indifferent. Oh, the church, you're growing indifferent. You're growing indifferent. You're growing indifferent. It's going to keep you sharp. Is this good? Last thing. Come on, close me out, keys. Here it is. Participation, last point, bridges. Here it is. Your prayers with God's promises. I, I admonish you, and I encourage you as a shepherd in the faith, that if you're not from this city, find a local church. Get rooted and pour your life out into it. And you can, you can visit our podcast. Two weeks ago, I talked about some characteristics of a healthy local church, not a perfect. Because if it was perfect, as soon as you and I stepped in there, it became imperfect. But a healthy, there are five characteristics of a healthy local church. And what you want to do is you want to get rooted. And so participation, here it is, your prayers. There are some things you're praying about. God's promise. There's a promise from God, even in scripture, there's a promise from God for everything that you are praying about. And it may not be fully always what you want, but it's going to be what you need. And it's going to be greater than what you want. And so this is what the author, this is what the pastor said here. I love it. Verse 12b, as we get ready. I love this. He said, instead I love studying the scripture. Follow the example of those, which means that there are people out there who are going to inherit God's promises because of their faith and endurance. I don't need endurance for sitting down. I need endurance for participation. And there, there are things that you are looking for that only God can give, and, and, and the participation is the bridge. It, it's like this. Um, there's a point when I, when I was in Florida, like, God, I, I can't wait. Like, DMV, Lord, we know where we're going. Going to change lives, Lord. Woo, it's going to be awesome. And God's like, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm ready. I'm, I'm ready. I've called you. I'm going to do it. I'm going to do it. I promise you, it's going to take time, it's going to take hard work, some sweat, some tears. It still does, but it's worth it because Florida, whoo, I'm going to do it. I could not get here by sitting on a couch in Orlando, Florida. I had to get up and participate in what God was calling me to. And so if you want to grow... You got to get to moving. You got to get to moving. I was at the gym the other day with my wife. She was killing it on the bike. And, you know, I'm like, eh, it's time to get in shape. You know, there's these other guys and gals in there killing it, squat machine. 
of an iron. Getting it. And I'm like, yeah, I'm going to get in shape. But uh, give me this treadmill on the speed of two. And I'm going to just, for 10 minutes, I'm getting it. Woo, that was a good workout. Oh, I'm going to get in shape. And what did I do? I just sat there on YouTube, had on my headphones. And my wife gets off the bike, and she's like, whew, babe, that was awesome. How was your workout? I said, yeah, you know, I was on treadmill, 30 minutes, uh, pumping iron. And then I get back in the mirror four weeks from, from the other day, and I'm looking, I'm like, nothing's changed. Because my hope was to grow while watching other people grow you got to get in the game and, and and so that's a far end of the pendulum so I'll say this I didn't say it in the 930 don't just serve and not read your Bible <laughs> so let's be careful to be healthy so some of you your next steps are to show up on a Sunday there are 30 Sundays left in the year and you need to make worship and receiving the word a non-negotiable if I can't do it Monday through Saturday, count me out. I got to go to church. Got to make it a non-negotiable. For some of you, that next step is finding a, a group at your local church in the city you're in. If you're here, we have light group signups June 16th and June 23rd. Getting in a group so you can get free. So someone can explain God's love and his promises to you and his instruction. And then for some of you, that next step is becoming a superhero. Showing up to serve and make a difference. Exercising it. Some of you, you need to recommit. You used to serve, but you got to re-up so you can grow. Let's give the word of God a hand clap of praise. All right, let's pray. Father, we love you. Every head bowed. We give you honor and glory. We thank you for this word. So God, we just ask that you would give us the grace and the strength to apply it. God, there are some things that we're hoping for. So God, I just ask that you would honor the prayers of the hearts of the people in this room, your children, so that you would bless them in your perfect timing. God, wherever we need to, to step up and participate, be it a Sunday, be it seeking your face through reading your word, be it group or serving, help us to take that next step. Now, with every head bowed, I want to encourage you that God loves you. The Bible says that there is no condemnation to those who are in Christ Jesus and who walk according to his spirit. And you're in a place right now in your life where you, you know you need Jesus. You need peace and purpose. Or you need to come back to Christ. And as stated earlier today, he is here with open arms. And on the count of three, if you would just raise your hand, if you want to make that faith decision to come to Jesus today.
just want to acknowledge your step of faith, and we're going to pray with you as an entire church as to not embarrass anybody. So on three, if you want to come to Christ, you want a new start, a new beginning, power, strength, just go ahead and raise that hand. One, two, three. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. God, I pray that you would bless and water the seed that was planted in the hearts of us today. Repeat this prayer after me, church. Say, Father God, I believe that Jesus is the Son of God. I make you my Lord and Savior. I turn from a life of sin. In Jesus' name, amen.